This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Now, you want to help me or what? I don't know nothing. You don't know nothing? No. At least give me the guest list. I don't know nothing. Get out of here. Thanks for dinner. If I ever get an Oscar, this is where I'm having the Get party. out of my... Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. Hey, Mike. We're back. Hey, we are. Little, <laughs> we kind of took a time week out. off on accident. Um just because of busyness stuff. Um, right. So. Life. But we're back. And first and foremost, I think at the end of the last episode, we said how this one is our 100th. And uh, no, it's 99 still. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, well, there's a whole thing involved. But yes. And partly because also we had uh, a little promo episode before we came out. And that's not really an episode. So. That's why those all got knocked out of place. So next one is 100. <laughs> Promise. We, for, for real this time. Anyway, um, but we don't know what we're going to do yet. So if you have any ideas. Uh, and speaking of ideas, uh, I, we did get a tweet. Um, well, I don't know what day it was. Maybe Thursday, Friday. From Chris. Uh, he's on Twitter. is at BlackBeltX21 uh, or Times21. Um, he was watching Buck Rogers and he noticed that, uh, there was a opening sequence. The voice was William Conrad from Jake and the fat man. He's like, Hey, you should do that show. And I'm like, which one? <laughs> we can do either yeah. one. And he's like, either or both. Um, I yeah, never watched Jake fit. and the fat man, but if I'm not mistaken, that's, I watched it. That's the dude from Riptide's on there with him. Right. Yeah. After Joe that? Penny. Yeah. Joe Penny. That one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that one. Is yep. Joe Penny the blonde or the dark hair guy? <laughs> the dark, he's a dark hair guy. Is he? Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, yeah, I have watched that show. I mean, it's been okay. a long time, but okay. yeah, he was on Okay. Anyway. But yeah, I, I would do either of those or both. I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, Buck Rogers, like I said, that show, I mean, I have watched some late night um, not long ago and uh, not uh, doesn't really hold up that great. But, you know, it was fun for the time. You know, it was cheesy. I watched it back in the day. But 70s yeah, stuff. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. I remember no, no, I the think... Batman. Or... Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think we, we should do both. We will. But thanks, Chris. But, you know, and... if you get just, I mean, Jake and the Fat Man, you get cast as the Fat Man in that. That's <laughs> I just think kind we of even talked sucky, about you know? this, didn't we? <laughs> Did we? I don't know. I, I know there was a comedian back in the day where I remember him talking about this, you know, like, you know, you're going in for a reading and it's like, oh, Jake and the Fat Man. Uh, by the way, you're not reading for Jake, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, although a lot of Conrad back then, he probably didn't have to read for the show. I'm sure they just kind of wrote him for it. Yeah. Wrote it for well, him wrote or whatever. wrote the whole show around him, but yeah. Yeah. All right. We know we want William Conrad, so we're going to call him the Fat Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you, you know, it was a different time. Jake. It was like what early '80s, I think, for that show, right? Yeah, Probably. something like that. Well, it had to be. That's... Was it after? It was after Riptide, right? Yeah, it was after. Yeah, Riptide. so it had to be mid mid eight mid to later '80s. Even though Riptide only lasted 
three seasons or something like that. Out. It didn't last. It didn't last very long. All right. Speaking of not, but lasting it lasted very longer long. than this one. But a boom. Oh man, I should have had like a rim shot ready for that one. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what did we watch this time? This time, we watched Half Nelson, uh, starring Joe Pesci. Um, a short-lived. Uh, I don't know how many episodes. Six? Eight, I Eight? think. Yeah. Uh, like this... 1985. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to some... later on in 1985. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a few months later. Yeah. He... So Pesci had some pretty good credits under his belt at this point. But not many, really. Like, he was still pretty much unknown. I mean, he had Once Upon a Time in America, right? And um, right. Raging Bull. What was... Thank you. I couldn't remember the name of the other one. I, I... I haven't seen that, embarrassingly, so I don't know what role yeah. he played or how that worked out. But I know um, he wasn't uh, in the the role of the title character. <laughs> no, right? No, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, his style—he's still the same dude. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, but you could tell. We'll get into it, but you could tell his like his character or himself or whatever is not fully formed yet. It was like. Like an incubation period still, you know? Yeah. Um, he, he was and, becoming Joe Pesci. Yeah. That's, oh my God, that would be a good name for a movie, Becoming Joe Pesci. <laughs> and just have a movie about, I don't know, whatever. The progression and, of his roles. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, and, you know, maybe I'm sure it was partly the direction and the, sh- the writing and everything else, but... Yeah, it didn't last very long. And uh, we what we watched on this, too, was the pilot movie. It was two hours long on TV when this came out. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a long two hours. Yes. So you I'll felt say every it. single second of this two hours. <laughs> to say that. I do. I remember watching the show with my dad. Now, like really? you said, there are eight episodes. So okay. I'm, I maybe remember watching one or two. What I do remember about this, and I think we probably talked about this at some point, is that when he would punch people, he would have a roll of dimes in his hand. Uh, see, I, and yeah. I was always like, you know, like, why is that? And I remember my dad explaining like the, I don't know, the not necessarily the physics, but kind of more of the street fighting reason behind that. And, um, you know, to deliver a harder punch. So that that's what stuck with me for you know since 1985. Just and that since fact. 1985, Mike's been carrying around rolls of dimes in his uh, wallet. Yes, one, <laughs> I have one in his pocket, pocket <laughs> ready to go. Uh, excuse me, is that a roll of dimes in your pocket, or are you just happy to see? Me? <laughs> exactly. Probably should use quarters, but, but whatever. I, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, he probably has small hands because they did not let what twenty minutes go by without saying something about how tall he was. No, or how or how it, tall it was, he was not. I mean, I guess you know it's in the title, right? So, but yeah, they beat it to death. <laughs> like, I mean, it was even in. I don't know if you saw the the thing I had posted in uh, in um, at our. Whatchamacallit, <laughs> or Twitter, I think it was on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what do we have? Um, and uh, it was like a TV guide ad, and that was like built right into the uh, <laughs> right into the thing. Oh, yeah. I, it, um, I forgot what it said, but hold on. I'm going to pull it up here if you could bear with me a second. It was, yeah. 
he is standing up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's pretty so. funny. And they have him yeah. next to um, Fred Williamson, who was a former football player, probably like 6'4", something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, it was – yeah, definitely the play on this was – all right, we've got a cop from – I forget now, New York. New York, yeah. Yeah, a cop from New York. Um, he's like a super badass – New York cop does some great bust and they want to make a movie about him or something in Hollywood. So he goes out to, to he does one great bust as far as we know. Yeah. But it seemed like it was like, you know, he must've had a history, but well, I, I so think they did to... say it was like the biggest bust in history at that point or something like that way yeah. or something. So he goes out to audition to play himself in this movie. Yeah. Well, wait, let's, yeah. well, let's we kind of jumping too far ahead, but that's, yeah, we're jumping. Okay. That's kind of the premise of it. Um, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, it starts off, he's in a bar pretending to be a waiter. Like he drives up and he like takes a waiter outfit from the guys like, Hey, thanks. And, um, in the alley. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes inside and he meets someone. So I can't, I cannot for the life of me place the guy who he's talking to. I know who that guy is. And I looked all over the credits and by the way, IMDB, this show, has so little following that there's like IMDB listing for, this pilot has only lists like three people that were in it. <laughs> and there was yeah, like 60 people in this show. It, it's, in this there's episode. more famous people in this, yes. in this episode than all the shows that we've done. Combined. Right. Well, <laughs> well let, let's go across real quick. I, I haven't listed down. So we got Fred Williamson who goes on to do a ton of roles. Um, yeah. Before this and after everyone knows who um, he is. Former football player. You know, he's been in a ton of stuff. Terry Kaiser, also known as from the weekend at Bernie guys. Um, yes. Morgan Brittany. Uh, I forgot to look up what she's in, but she's been in tough stuff. George Weiner in the beginning. Um, he was in Fletch, Spaceballs, and a bunch of other stuff. You got uh, Mills Watson. He was from BJ and the Bear, another Glenn A. Larson show, which we should, by the way, say this is the Glenn A. Larson show. Uh, Rory Calhoun, oh. you know, famous actor from, you know, decades before this. Larry Holmes, boxer. Tony Curtis makes us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, surprise appearance in this uh um bernie Koppel, uh doctor doc from uh um from love boat uh, love boat thank you <laughs> i don't know why i can't talk i forgot his sorry. meds today <laughs> yes but dean martin of all people uh and yeah. he is in he is not only in the first episode he is in this whole show yeah um robert weber um Rod Taylor, bunch of old movies, you know who he is. George Kennedy is in this one as well. Yes. And uh, Doug McClure. So those are not even all the names, but those are most of the names that people would know. Or if you didn't know the name, you saw the face, you're like, oh, that person. Yeah, I know. And I don't think you mentioned her. Was it Victoria uh, Jackson? Oh, yeah. Victoria Jackson. From uh, SNL. Yeah, SNL. She was the like uh, receptionist there at the, the agency. Yeah, and so wait, when we did the Blue Thunder, Dana Carvey, that was pre SNL for that too, right? Yes. Because do they start? They that was start way the pre. Year. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so yeah, and then also in that is Dick Buckus and um. Oh yeah, uh, Bubba Smith. Bubba Smith. Yep. And they both end up in this show after the pilot <laughs> as well. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it is just filled with people and. I will. I'm just gonna before we even really get into this episode. I know you guys are all dying to hear what happens. 
I'm going to go out on a limb saying if this was not come out from Glenn A. Larson and Dean Martin wasn't part of it and all these other people, it never would have gone to series because this pilot was flatter than a pancake is probably the so, best way to say it. Yeah. And so uh, for if it was a one-time made-for-TV movie and played out the exact way it did, it would have been okay. But this is not sustainable past <laughs> – you know, 40, 47 minutes. Right. And, like and even like trying to look through the lens of 1985, it just, it's, it's not that it doesn't hold up now. It just seems like, <laughs> well, it didn't hold up then, obviously, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. It just seems like it just didn't, but they, I don't know. They, they just like the right... threw a bunch of stuff together exactly. and they didn't do, anything, they're like, look, you know, if we just take a lot of good stuff and patch it together. It's got to be a success instead of saying, right. let's come up with a good, plot and work through this right. and good story yeah it was like right. let's just could have been a good all the other shortcuts for, right right for a guy who did a drug but you know what then he wants to go to hollywood you know you could have done a good thing about it but yeah they did not Especially, anyway yeah the ingredients were tons of celebrities and some studio up and coming joe pesci you know? yeah yeah oh yeah and there's plenty of gimmicks we'll talk about those right. uh coming up all right, so where do we go from here? Um, so, we, yeah, he's in the bar, and this is going to be the big drug bust, right? So I'll, he meets some guy. The guy tells him it's going to go down here. And he points out, it's like there's three there's three um, Hispanic guys, and he's like, oh, those guys? And I don't know what derogatory term they use, but it's not it, – it's, it's, it's kind of semi-derogatory. There's two goons that are standing by the front door. And he's like, oh, great. So he goes to the bartender and he like grabs him by the cuff or by the, not by the cuff, by the collar. collar. And he's like, hey, I'm going to make you a deal. And I got a clip of it right here. This is how we start off with the show. Hey, how you doing? Go right. Huh? There's going to be a slight disturbance in here in a little while. And you're going to have to make a decision where to point that shotgun you got up at the counter. If you point it at me, I'm going to shoot you right in the face, boys. You like that. On the other hand, if you point it at these three guys in the booth behind me, I promise you there won't be a bust in this joint for two years. See you later, butch. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So he makes a deal with them. Like, hey, you don't shoot me <laughs> and I won't <laughs> shoot you, basically. Right. Exactly. And then... The bus goes down. I don't know. Then it just kind of ends. I mean, then all of a sudden he's like getting an award and like the key to the city and it's big. And they said they're going to make a movie about him. Right. 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 And then so he's going to play, like I said before, he's going to L.A. to audition for the role of himself. Right. Because he wants to be himself. He's like, who better to play me than me? Right. And, you know, makes sense. So he goes out. He goes out to do it. Now, when they stage this, it's the exact same scene of the bus. And everything goes exactly like it did. It was almost like replaying that scene again. Um, but with different right. people, except for Joe Pesci. Um, and I, I, I found some irony in um, the director saying, you know, as he's watching this edition, as he's going through this scene, he's like, oh, my God, he's another De Niro. And then, yeah. <laughs> a couple of seconds later, he's like, um, he, he's a Pacino. 
And then yeah, I know, can't remember what he said. Yeah, but he said all these things like he's got the hootspuff. No, not like yeah. that, but something like each like names off all these people. Right. <laughs> and he's like, and then finally he's like, gets a good view of him standing next to someone else. He's like, he's a dwarf. So. <laughs> He's like, get him out of here. Yeah. So that, that was the end yeah, of his Yeah, and that's the end of that. Yeah. 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 That was just the start he of gets, the short. He, he tries strokes. to beat up the director as he leaves, too. But, uh, you know. Yeah. But um, but it does lead to something good. Because as he's leaving, the security guard follows him out. And, set, and that's the guy. This is the guy from uh, BJ and the Bear. And he's like, hey. He's like, you were good. He's like, how about this? Why don't you come work for the company I work for? And... You know, I could help you out. And he's like, well, I don't want to be a security guard here. He's like, no, no, no. I work for another company, a security company. We, follow, you know, help all the big wigs out. You know, Dean Martin runs it because, you know, Dean Martin got nothing going on. Why not have a security <laughs> yeah. firm? He's got a dozen businesses <laughs> he's working on. But I, I will say the smart thing about this show is they had Dean Martin in this role and they knew they couldn't have Dean Martin be someone else besides Dean Martin because everyone would just look at him and be like, it's Dean Martin. Yeah, you know right. I mean? Um, yeah. But anyway, and he's like, and I could help you out here. You know, I don't know. He's somehow he's going to help him out. He said he was going to help him out. He does end up helping him out by letting him get clothes and all this kind of stuff. But it turns into be a fiasco. But right. So um, it's called Beverly Hills Patrol is the name of the company. Yeah, by and, the way. and this security guy, he's had the security at whatever lot this is for, you know, the studio. And he's also like a minority share owner of the security company. Yeah. And he's like, hey, anytime you need clothes or cars, you know, once in a while, you know, once in a while, whatever. Every once in a while. I'll let you, yeah, I'll let you uh, take some stuff and look the other way. He's like, great. You know where that's going to lead. Right, right. So, let's see. And then we cut to the theme. Oh, yeah, which was the The most 80s theme song that we've heard in a while. I got a little little bit of it here if you want to hear it. Um, It's... It's like a cross between a TV theme, um, TV promo music, like, hey, this is what's coming out this fall, and a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, like, yeah I was thinking <laughs> the same thing, like some kind of diet cola, you know? <laughs> well, and, you know, I, sh- I tried to look up the dude that did this song um, to see, like, if he had done other uh tv shows and i couldn't really find much about uh like in wikipedia or whatever but i think i might have found like a studio he has in uh tennessee because uh, he talks about how he's done a bunch of work and commercials and all this kind of stuff and the you know it's like the, the timeline kind of fits so yeah um and I, of course i forgot his name but uh anyway um i don't know where yeah i was thinking like I thought maybe you had like the single of this or something in your no, 45 yeah. collection. It, it's kind of, it's almost like, uh, remember I Love LA from uh, Randy Newman? I'm not sure what year that came out. Did you, did you that. notice the camera work in the intro here where there was like the license plate of like, uh, it might have said I Love I LA. Just, and it was yeah, zoom, zoom in and out, in yeah. and out, in and out on the license plate. Like a bag. Yeah. The, oh, and uh, I Love LA came out. Uh, two years before this so all right they could have just used that but they probably didn't want to pay it because as we hear on all the rest of the songs that we have in this show uh they're all copies not original yeah, you're right right um so, which 
leads us right into the first part. We was at a party where Cindy Lauper's song is playing in the background. Right. And so, so this is where we get kind of the, the core of this particular pilot episode, the cause. Um, and I'm going to say like, we typically talk through the episode, like start to finish of what goes on. I'm not sure that's possible in this one. Um, <laughs> it was just so, so long and there were so many things, but I think we'll, we'll try and hit the, the highlights. <laughs> um, yeah. but so here, this, this older gentleman and a, a woman named Monica, they're kind of semi arguing, right? Um, and Monica, I, I have Monica. I don't know if that's really her name, but she says, um, you know, yeah, do these guys know about the tapes? And so he's like, what the tapes, how do you know about the tapes? You know, and he pulls her into some room. Um, and it's a room that like the wall slides open and he's got a bunch of like, I don't know, maybe like 27 inch TVs. Um, <laughs> they appear to be black and white. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, some no, smaller they were ones. Co- they were color. <laughs> some smaller ones scattered around. I'm not sure what the. And they were all had the same thing on the screen too. They had like multiple screens, but everything had the same thing on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's not like there was like a huge one. It, it was just like a normal size one, and then a bunch of small ones all over the place. Um, right. But it's like basically it's her with you know probably various men from. His inner well, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like on on those screens, was it something happening live, or were tapes just running in the background that were old stuff? I think that was a tape. Yeah, because she was on it, so it was a tape. Was of she her. on it? Yeah, okay. she was like the. But why was it playing? I don't understand. I, I guess because like he didn't turn anything on. He just like opened the wall up, and they were playing like yeah. they'd been on the whole time. Someone probably caught him off guard. He had to slam that wall shut when they came in. So <laughs> the maid came in. He just left them run. I don't think he could really slam that wall shut. It went pretty slow. <laughs> um, but so she's like, you know, they're kind of arguing, and he, and he's like, hey, you know, two of these tapes went missing, and she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to protect myself. And he's, like you'll never get away with this, and so you know you know where this is going, right? From right here, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So then there's like a meeting of the minds of these du- some dudes. One of them is Doc, and the other three guys, and um, all the of, guy says that you know he, they're all ahead, important, what? like high society. Yeah. Right. I think Doc is supposed to be like a director. One guy is. Uh, owner of a restaurant. Another guy is an <laughs> astronaut. Yes, he's an astronaut. <laughs> and I think he's the one who's played by Gary Lockwood, who was in 2001. And he, uh, he just to let you know he's an astronaut, he constantly wears a hat that says NASA <laughs> on it. <laughs> Even when he's in his sim- swim trunks. <laughs> right. Just so you don't forget, he's an astronaut. Like, which guy is he? Oh, yeah. I mean, he yeah, he wears that more than like you know Steve Austin has a jacket with patches on about all his missions. Exactly. Um, but anyway, so they're all meeting and they they don't want to be part of anything. You know, they the guy tells them that he you know she probably made tapes and whatever, and um, basically they say they got to do something about her. But um, I thought they were making it clear that they had to kill her, but it turns out that's not really what the other people uh, yeah. were thinking. Yeah. <laughs> We were all thinking that, and the guy that said it was thinking that, but nobody else in the room was thinking that. But, but they were yeah. all pretty pissed. Yeah. 
Um, and then I then I think we switched to well. So here's what he says: like basically, they're all agreeing that she needs to be dealt with. Right. We know yes. what that means. Come on. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Then we hop over to a bar with Rocky, and he's with his rental cop buddies, and he they want to change the channel to see Rocky in this role that he got um his first like tv role or whatever so they're like they flip the channel and we see him get shot in this like dramatic scene and that was like his big <laughs> debut uh, it's like that one episode when we watched the rockford files when the guy gets shot, like right at the beginning yeah, exactly that was like the scene um and then so then we meet rocky's best friend jerry who's sitting there but he's got to go so um, we see some woman come in, and so he's got to head out. He heads out with her. Turns out that that's Monica. Um, right. The girl. He's friends with the girl that was in that last scene that they said they have to deal with. Right, that she stole the tapes or whatever. Um, so I don't know. She, she wants to give the tapes so now they're, they're Right. Well, they're driving around and arguing about what to do about the tapes. He right. wants to get Rocky involved. He's like, hey, he's a good cop. By the way, Rocky's been there for six months now. That's the whole That's point. And then uh, they make sure that they make sure to let you know that. Um, because so he's like, hey, I'm going to give one tape to Rocky and one to somebody else that I won't tell anybody. So that way you're safe. And he's like, she's like, oh, okay. And that's kind of where we go, you know. Right. And then. And so he, Jerry takes off and he tells Victoria, oh, wait, this is later, right? I don't know. See, this well, is he needs to take the shift. He needs to take the shift yeah. off. So he. Like Dean, Dean Martin. Oh, yeah, he calls Rocky. Victoria. He calls Annie. Yeah, Annie. They have Rocky cover who, for him. Right. right. So R- Rocky's covering for him. Dean Martin, meanwhile, is letting Rocky stay at his guest house to keep an eye on things. Um, and to fix stuff. And to fix stuff in exchange for living there, kind of like a Magnum PI situation. Right. Which yeah. you know is also a Glenn Larson joke. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea. Uh, and hey, then, we'll and, do this again. Yeah. <laughs> it worked before. Um, yeah. So then, so except he, except it, it is different because he actually gets to see the owner. That's true. Not some guy. They kind of hang out know. a little bit, but uh, yeah. Uh, so Rocky's pager goes off because they still had pagers back then, and he's talking to Dean Martin, but he excuses himself because he's got to go call Jerry or somebody. I don't know who he called, but. He's got. He's going to meet him. He at, was calling the office back because that's when Annie was telling him she had. He had to cover. Oh yeah. Okay. So he's like, okay, she'll, he'll meet you at uh, RJ's to explain this, you know, this job you're covering tonight. Um, but so he needs a tux. He needs a tux, right? So so Rocky goes to the studio and grabs a tux off the lot. Now this is the first of many times he visits the lot for wardrobe and vehicle changes here so right. not only and supposedly based on the feedback we get here he's already gone many many times and he's already in trouble with his security guard <laughs> after six months he's already abusing this privilege because the security guard that's working the front calls his buddy who's the guy who helped him out and says hey he's here again come get something and he's like don't let him leave so, so he goes he, go ahead this is what i thought was cool though like so he grabs the Ferrari from, from Magnum, right? And they start playing the Magnum yep. music. Right. So I thought that was cool. I'm like, all right, 
that's kind of cool how they play that in. And then there's a couple other scenes they do that with. And I was thinking, you know, for the one-time movie, that's a pretty cool thing to be able to use that, you know, use these other shows as kind of, I don't know, to play into this and build it up a little bit. But sure, it, it, if, if it had a better story to go with it. <laughs> Right. Well, it's not even that. I mean, it's like, and they, I don't know. I feel like they abuse it even in this thing by doing it multiple times. Yeah. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, his friends gives him, hit, uh, so Jerry gives him the tape and says, hey, don't give it to anybody. He's like, all right, fine, whatever. And then he's basically going in there, what, uh, Larry Holmes is inside, right? So he's kind of guarding him at a bar to make sure people don't bother him. Right. And then, they, like, he goes in. And he's like, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm Rocky. I'm gonna mind you. He's Rocky is a boxer's name from a movie. But anyway, he's like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm your, I don't know what he's he says, security for today yeah. or whatever. He's like, what is this guy gonna cover me? For? He's like, no. He's like, who's gonna cover me from the waist up? Right. <laughs> and then and, Larry yeah, Holmes has some fun. buddies with him, and they're so they're kind of poking fun at him too, but not in a condescending way, more in like a fun way, right? Like they're just they're cool with him." I guess so. I'm not sure why Larry Holmes needs him if they got the two other guys with him, yeah, but whatever. But yeah, so, um, but I, I felt like everyone else made fun of him, making fun of him. These guys were like, kind of like, yeah, you're, you're cool. Well, it's, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Some guys, there were some guys at that bar that were drinking, of course, and wanted a, you know, a right. shot. Well, before pint. that, though, yeah, before that, though, we got a, What's her name? Getting out of the shower, and someone's in the apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Monica. And yeah, and they don't show who the guy is, but he's looking through some tapes there. And she's like, "Get out of here, or, or I'll scream!" Um, he basically hits her with a uh, punches her in the face, and pulls a gun. And then um, he, uh, what's Jerry also comes running in at the same time, right? Right. And then from outside, now we hear gunshots and. End scene, right? Pretty clear. So what we don't know there. what happened. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I yeah, mean, exactly. Not, not much left to the imagination, so, but yeah. So now we get to the drunk guys. So go ahead with that. Yeah. So the drunk guys, you know, they're like, hey, you know, they walk up to Holmes and they're like, hey, chump. I mean, champ. Like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and then, you know, like the guy wants to fight him, and so Pesci kind of walks up and he's like, all right, you know, and ends up like taking this guy down that's like twice his size. And, um, you know, then all is good, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so basically what happens, I think I have a clip of it. Basically what happens, which, I don't know, would this really happen in real life? Would you go up to like, a freaking professional boxer and go like, you ain't so tough. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think I could be drunk enough to go up to a professional boxer and say that to him. But anyway, so I, I got a clip of it. But basically, um, Rocky pulls... Uh, almost like a scene out of uh, my cousin Vinny in this one. Uh, but here, I'll play it real quick. Listen, uh, you're not going to let me talk you out of this, but uh, since we all got tuxedos on and nice suits, nobody wants to get all messed up. So, uh, tell you what, you pick your toughest guy, we'll do the same. One-on-one, we'll settle it that way, okay? All right, you got it. Me. Who's yours? You got it. Me. <laughs> You! <laughs> what are you going to do? Use a ladder? <laughs> so once again, a short joke. 
Yep. No shortage of that. But this is the first time he pulls the dimes out, right? Um, I think it may be the the dimes in this one. I don't know. Did he use it in the original bust? I don't remember. Oh, wait. Yeah, because he hits him in the nuts first and then knocks him down. But I think he has yeah. the dimes in his He does head. have the dimes, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so effective. Um, so, yeah, he wins that. And then what? Ha- where, where do we go from there? So here we, we see uh, Annie get a call from the police. We don't hear the other end of it, but basically they're calling to say about Jerry what happened. And Annie starts kind of crying, and that's about it. And then uh, we cut back to the uh, the bar, and Rocky's arm wrestling one of the dudes, and his beeper goes off. And um, you know she, he you know they got a call from homicide, and he goes there, and they're both being wheeled out. And I guess <laughs> so. I I didn't. It wasn't funny, but so. <laughs> He sees the cop, and he, you know, Jerry's coming out. He's like, "Is he gonna make it?" He's like, "Well, if he's lucky, most of his brain's missing." I'm like, "Well, yeah. no. Then if he's lucky, he's not going to make it, right, right? Because that's not what you want." And basically, he said, "This is an open shut uh, murder suicide case." And now this is where it's uh, George Kennedy is the uh, chief, right? Is it chief um, or... captain? Captain, and. Uh, um, but you know, you know, Rocky's mad. He's like, you know, he's like, or actually, he's mad at Rocky. He's like, don't go after this. It's a murder suicide. Leave it alone. Blah 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 blah. The usual. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're too close to this case. All the usual typical stuff. So you know that that's not what's going to happen. Right. And Rocky's crying. Actually, I don't. Do you have any? Do you have a clip kind of that? Of, kind of crying. No, I do not have a clip oh. of him crying. I thought that's what you were saying was like not funny, but. It was kind of funny. No, well, no, it wasn't funny because he's like, when he said, is he going to make it? If he's lucky, most of his brain's missing. Well, sure. no, those don't go together. Right. So then, <laughs> that's what so I Rocky, I guess, gets in his car. Because the crying then, wasn't very good. And he's, he's going to, I don't know, he's on the case, right? And uh, uh, so these dudes are like parked across the street. So they start to follow him and they hold up like an eight by 10 of him. From like like a publicity photo, <laughs> like a, like a like you would like expect to see his like his signature across it. They're like that's him, <laughs> and then there's autograph, right? So then they go after yeah. him, and then they when he gets out of the car, they're like, "Hey, can we talk?" He's like, "Yeah, hey, what the hell do you want?" And then they knock him out, and uh, <laughs> they look for the tape, and I guess they don't but, find uh, it. No, because he was smart. They they showed he knew something was up. So what he did is he opened up the envelope, saw the tape in there. He took the tape out of the case and closed the envelope back up, put it like in the uh, shelf part there in the door, and then pulled back some of the carpeting and put it the tape actually behind that, knowing that they'd see the case and just take it and go. Is it? That's where he put uh, it? Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Sure? He like pulled back some carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I couldn't help it. But uh and I think one of the thug guys that knocked him out was in a Brady Bunch episode where he was a football player and like almost takes Mike out. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Where it was like Carol's uh-huh. old boyfriend from high school? I don't know. No. Anyway. Oh yeah. Um You know what I'm talking about? Oh uh, yeah, if I can only come up with his name, I would be proud of myself. I don't know. Like Mackenzie or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, something like that. But yeah. yeah he like know. reenacts like some scene from the football game. Right, I don't right. know. 
I remember that. Yeah. Or d- does he take Mike out or just dives in the couch? I don't know. Anyway. No, I, I don't either, but I, rem- I do. It's got me smiling in my own, in my loneliness. Um, yeah. So now, um, okay, so they go to the hospital. Um, they go to the hospital. And the, the dude's dad, Jerry's dad is there. And he's like this, you know, kind of older cowboy type guy, right? And, you know, Jerry's there. He's like, yeah, he's my best friend. And the dad's like, well, get the hell out of here now. <laughs> like, what the hell? Haven't you done enough already? <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was all about. He was, I don't know what kind of direction he was given for that particular right. part. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but it didn't fit. I can understand him being upset, but it just was weird. And I don't know. Then something like, um, oh, but yeah. Then he's at the, but he's being told he has to wait because he's got a concussion, or they want to check his head. And uh, his boss is with him and mad that he has to wait. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't. know. This is like he. <laughs> uh, I remember Pesci, that. I think or. Rocky says something about tell them you know like he's not worried about winning. He's like tell them to check on the guy over there with the Mondale Ferraro button. Like some weird political joke just really? thrown in there. I even missed yeah. that. Yeah, it was kind of like under the breath, but I'm like that just seemed really weird to just throw in this episode. I know what they were trying to get at, like you know maybe this guy's in more trouble than I am because he's got a Mondale Ferraro button yeah. on. But it was I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. But at one at one point, Rocky grabs Jerry's hand. He's like, "Goodbye, Jerry," and I think that helps. He goes, oh, he goes and he says, "I saw what those bullies did to you," or something like that. And so I think the dad's like, "Oh, he doesn't think that this was a murder suicide," so he follows he follows him out to the uh, to the elevator, and he's like, "Hey, this lawyer called me. Would you mind following up with him for me?" And so he gives him the name of some lawyer. Who ends up being Bernie from Weekend at Bernie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but basically, I think he, I think Rocky figures out that maybe this guy's got one of the tapes too, because you know. Yeah, I think he said something. One, he's like, "Oh, he said he gave him something," or you know. Yeah. Right. Um. So now he uh, he drives up, and for whatever reason, he's talking into a tape recorder. <laughs> yeah, sure like almost like it was a it. telephone. I thought he was having a conversation right, with somebody. Like, like he was doing, like there were like a, a few voiceovers in this, and I, oh, I thought I had one recorded, and you know they're trying to do the Magnum PI thing, but um, oh, I think I had it when he was talking about it, but uh, we was talking about Dean Martin and his whole thing, so let's do it. I don't want to play it now, but it's almost like <laughs> it's like they just gave him a script, said here, read this. Like they didn't give him any time to like voice act for the thing like you know when you hear like magnum doing one of the voiceovers he's you know there's some emotion behind it there's whatever and this is just like so yeah so uh i'm living at dean martin's house and uh i help him with stuff <laughs> right and I, it was just i don't know it just did you also I, like, notice when, that there was when a he's lot talking of... to the recorder there was a... when he's talking to the recorder you're right i thought he was talking to phone because like the way he was talking it's like he was talking to somebody like what is he gonna? I I I didn't I didn't know I didn't understand I don't know. it. He was documenting. He was documenting the 
day or something. I don't know. But did you notice yeah. there was a but lot? But then you notice that some guys are following a him. lot of post production yeah. audio oh, added. Yeah. So you like you'd see AI someone stuff, like yeah. someone would turn their back and then have a line, and it would be clearly different audio than like their voice. <laughs> I mean, it was like yeah, no, after the fact. there was a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he sees the guys following him, and he knows that they're the guys that decked him last night. So he's like, you know, he wants to go after them because, you know, he owes them six stitches <laughs> or something because right. that's what he got in his head. Right. So he goes and starts chasing him with the Ferrari or, you know, he basically like somehow spins around. They get in front of him or something. I don't even know. And so he starts he ramming him in the back. Huh? Yeah, he gets behind yeah, with him. With a Ferrari. Yeah. Ram- and he starts ramming him with the Ferrari and they end up taking off and they get away because as usually happens in a TV show. A cement truck or something backs up out of the rain. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, I'm pretty sure any sedan can outrun a Ferrari. So I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But um, okay. So then he shows back up at the office, at the security office, with the tape. He's like, "Yeah, I got you know, I want to watch this on the boss's player or whatever." And she's like, "Oh, that's Beta. He's only got whatever VHS." Yeah. And. She's all crying, but I love the beta reference that's been a long time. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, that's beta. Sorry. Sorry. So, so he's got to wait. Um, yeah. So he knows that Dean Martin has it, so he's going to go back there. But first he brings back the car. And obviously the car was kind of busted up because I think he calls in or he asks Annie or something about how much a bumper is on a Ferrari, doesn't he? Or something yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, maybe that's what he's talking in the tape recorder. I don't even remember what he says in the tape recorder. But anyway, um, so obviously he knows that the bumper's messed up. So he brings back the car. The security guy's, you know, there and pissed. And, but he's like, hey, why don't you take the car back? You can be the hero. You're the one that got the car back to set on time. You know, because the guy is mad that it's due on set, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes and takes it to the set, and they're like, oh, good job, you know, good job, Billy, or whatever his name is. And they go to set the thing up to start filming, and then, I don't know, what I, so, does he hit the horn? I don't know what happens, but all of a sudden, the front bumper falls out, the lights are popping up yeah. and down and falling out, and there's, like, that music like you would hear on a show, wah, 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 you know, something <laughs> Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. And then the guy really runs weird. away, the security guy. Right. And this is where I wrote, we are only 37 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, that was. Um... Yeah, at one point I, I texted Mike minutes. and I said, I, you know, I think I watched about half of it. Uh, it was, <laughs> but I didn't. It was only like like a third. I'm like, crap. Um, so I, I'm not sure if we glossed over this part yet, but. It doesn't matter. When. <laughs> when, we, when he was at the office and the secretary was crying, she was crying because she has to get rid of this dog. Oh yeah, that's right. So yes. introduce a new, another celebrity, Spuds McKenzie. Is that Spuds? It, I figured it, it was. Spuds. It is. I actually looked it up. So, um, but she calls him a pit bull. He wasn't a pit bull. I think he was a. I don't know. I think. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't dog think he was a pit bull. I well. think he was like a some kind of. Some kind of bulldog or something. I don't know, but I didn't think he was a pit bull. But, um, but anyway, I'm, I'm looking up Spuds so McKenzie right now. He becomes <laughs> he becomes Rocky's dog for whatever reason. Um, well, okay. So here's the deal. I'll I'll, I'll explain. Uh, 
Um, so she's crying because her friend has to get rid of the pit bull. Or no, she has to get rid of yeah. Hunk, which by the way, Hunk is she a named <laughs> after right. She named after uh Joe Pesci's character. Um, because I guess she thinks he's a hunk. Anyway, so she said that he's <laughs> So she, he's a full-bred pit bull or whatever, and you can't have pit bulls in Orange County, so blah, blah, blah. So somehow he ends up getting talked into um, into uh, doing or taking care of the dog. I got a little clip of it because I did find it funny, um, his reaction when he first sees the dog. <laughs> Hold on a second. Where is it at here? Here we go. What kind of surprise are we talking about that you named after me? What the hell is that? It's a pedigreed pit bull. Pedigree? You mean walking symbol for mongrelization, don't you? You'll be great together. What do you mean, great together? You have to get rid of them. They've outlawed pit bulls in Orange County. Well, I got an idea. You'll take them? No, move. I like that. <laughs> yeah. By the way, this was not Spuds McKenzie because Spuds McKenzie's real nom real name got I am sorry I cannot talk today, people. <laughs> I don't know what I promise. It was Honey Tree Evil Eye, or Evie for short, and she was from uh Woodstock, Illinois. No, and I th I think wow. uh So I swear I read also, somewhere. I think Spuds had a little blotch like on his eye. I thought I read, well, I, I did read somewhere, uh, Spuds McKenzie. All right. Either way, it's a bull terrier, not a, not a pit bull. But isn't that just another name for it? No, <laughs> pit bulls, uh, isn't it like a s something else terrier? Let me see a strap. Staffordshire. Yeah. I don't know. Strap something. I don't know the word terrier. Maybe. Uh, I'm Why searching. are we talking about this? Doesn't really matter. I don't know. I mean, I personally, serious. I find them to be kind of ugly, these kind of dogs, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, kind of. It's like the most, it's almost disgusting. I'm offended well, by looking at the dog. <laughs> Their nose is just weird. It's just not shaped. Their whole head is like deformed. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So that's, the, so that's how he gets oh, the dog because she can't have him anymore. Pause. What's that? Spuds McKenzie was the well-known character for a character named for Honey Tree Evil Eye, a bull terrier. That's what I said. Though Spuds was perceived to be a male dog, Honey Tree was female. She was in several movie shows like Half Nelson, where she played Joe Pesci's dog, Hunk. No, that's but it's not. <laughs> where do you see that? You are on the wrong thing. IMDB. I'm so, I'm texting no. this right to you right now. <laughs> Where But they said the dog's name was like Tony or something. Who said that? In this show, it's like introducing Tony. Well, maybe they hadn't come up with a good name yet. <laughs> I don't know. Guys, this is the most interesting conversation we're going to have about this show. <laughs> right. So, Unfortunately, <laughs> this debate is the... Yeah, I don't think this is right. Don't forget, people. any people can add in stuff on this. Oh, is this like, like Wikipedia? Wikipedia? Yeah. I didn't. I actually I didn't I know think it's... Oh, yeah. I don't think it's right. Blogmaster Mike wrote that, so... <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. 
All right, I put an asterisk <laughs> to my claim that that's the same dog. And by the way, the dog did get in trouble because, uh, um, what was it for Bud Light? They got in trouble because they were like, "That's you're trying to sell booze to kids by having a dog." What? Be the original party animal. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so this whole thing, I will say this. So they talk about this whole thing about the dogs outlawed. This kind of goes to the whole thing where everyone doesn't like pit bulls because they think they're dangerous and all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know anything about it. Um, but I will say they don't really help the case of pit bulls at all in the show. <laughs> no. They don't even try. Um, so anyway, I even wrote they are very mean about the dog. So in the meantime, the bad dudes end up showing up at Rocky's place. Um, what I to, I wrote the bad dudes are there, and then they are watching the, the video in Deep Martin's house. I think I mean I think I meant the bad dudes show yeah. up while yeah. they're watching. Dean, it Dean Martin. I find it hard to believe Rocky. the bad guys would show up and just start watching movies at yeah. uh, Dean Martin's place. Dean Martin and Rocky are watching the movie, and then the bad guys show up. Dean Martin's like, "Hey, that's you know." Some dude I know, and he gives his name. Oh, yeah, that's right. And um, they hear the dog, and Rocky goes running. And they knock him out anyway, and they take the tape. And the guy has a bloody foot because uh, Tony the dog, or Hunk or whatever, was munching on his foot when he was off camera. Like I said, they don't have... I mean, granted, this is a defense case, so you know maybe that's what the dog's supposed to do. But anyway... Um, so Rocky goes to the cops and he wants to see the coroner report. And this is where he's talking to the, um, what do you say it was captain? Right. And he wants to see what's on it. And, um, basically they, he wants to find out if the guy is a lefty. Is that what I wrote down? I don't even know what's going no, his, on. So his buddy, he's like, oh, my, my oh, buddy his buddy's was lefty. a lefty. So if he popped the girl in the face, it would have been yeah. on... You know, the right side. I don't Here, know. Everybody on the other side. Right. Exactly. And at this point, uh, George Kennedy is like, why don't you just take the test and get a badge and just be a cop? You're a good cop. We could use you on the force. He's like, no, nah, I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. like, I want to be an actor. Um, so then we go back to the studio and the guards are talking about Rocky and the main, the main, you know, security guys pissed. And Rocky comes out in cowboy gear. And a security guy comes by and uh, happens to miss him or whatever and calls the office and complains, but nothing happens. I don't even know what he thought. But anyway, he pulls up in a cowboy uniform and sees who's in the, uh, the dead body. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> he, goes... <laughs> he pulls up in a cowboy uniform and sees a dead body. <laughs> Guys, this show. <laughs> what show are you watching? <laughs> No, because he goes to the coroner's office, right? Oh, yeah, right. But he's like, wasn't he in the cowboy uniform? Yeah, yeah. Like he was in right, disguise. He was. He was. <laughs> Guys, this show is very confusing. <laughs> but anyway, but they're showing like like an image from inside the cooler. Like he's not there. Oh, he's like, like, oh, yeah, this is what she looks like. Like they have cameras inside all the Like coolers. six inches away from her face. <laughs> and so you can clearly yeah. see the bruise. Right. So that's what I was trying to say. I don't know. I took notes, and obviously I wasn't paying attention that closely. All right. Um, I I would really like to skip a lot of it and jump to just kind of the (laughs) the costumes and stuff that he went went through. 
I don't right. So here, here's one because this one comes up soon because he calls Annie and has her do a whole thing, like pretend like he's him so they can get away and all that kind of good stuff. So then later they got to go somewhere, and he has her come with, and he goes and gets uh, an outfit and another car, and um, I got a clip because you can tell by the music which car they got right here. Oh. Switches and buttons and everything. Don't touch anything. You think it can really talk? The last thing I need is to listen to two inanimate objects. I'm just kidding. About what? <laughs> Not. So that wasn't I actually, even a good joke. <laughs> I no, it wasn't. But I actually like. He's driving Kit, and they play that music. I like that. Yeah. When you took the Ferrari, they play the Magnum music. And there was a scene earlier when he took the chips motorcycle. He was dressed like a, a like a chips oh, patrolman. I missed it. I, did, I missed the music. They, he also takes the Fall Guy car, <laughs> and then he takes the Fall Guy, and they play that. <laughs> and then he, he, then he tells the guy, like the valet guy, he's like, "I'm the unknown stuntman." Like he's like, they base that show on me. So uh, I, I thought that stuff was kind of like entertaining that they worked that in. I guess maybe not. Okay. <laughs> maybe I'm too I, I, I was though, reaching for at things. this point. Yeah, at this point, I was getting pretty irritated with the show, and I wrote like about the kid stuff. I'm like, if this thing fucking talks, <laughs> like I was waiting for. I was. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I was disappointed that it didn't talk. I thought it would have been a good plug if it said something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So anyway. They're going to head to Palm Springs. They don't take Kit, but they're going to Palm Springs because this is where that lawyer that had the tape is at. And the bad guys find out that he's there too. Or they, like, they've they talked to him as well. And they're all going to meet down there. Right. Um, and I don't know. <laughs> why does he even pretend? Why is he even in a restaurant and pretends like he has a heart attack? Oh, because he wants to. He's at the restaurant of one guy's, Tony Curtis's restaurant, Marco. Right. And he wants to get information about who was at this party. So he goes to this restaurant, pretends like he's having a heart attack so he doesn't have to pay for his meal. And they bring him back in the office to relax. And he starts going through his calendar. Right. And, and you know, he starts it. asking the guy questions. He's like, who was there? Was there? He's like, I don't know. I don't know anything. And it's, that's when you're starting to get the feeling like maybe these other guys don't really know what happened. Like they know that this girl had the tape and they got to be taken care of, but they don't had anything to do with her being killed. Right. Um, so anyway, so, uh, so nothing happens. No, I mean, no, nothing happens. He gets, uh, the chief or the captain or whatever starts giving him a grief again. He comes to the office. He's got a warrant for his arrest and he's like, Hey, if you let this case go, I'll make this warrant go away, which I don't know how you do. Uh, make a warrant just disappear. Yeah, right. He just <laughs> but, ripped it up. Yeah, so that, he's like, okay. That's all it takes? Hey. Yeah. And his boss tells him, it's you know, take time off if he needs it. Obviously, what is he going to do? He's going to Palm Springs. Right. And, oh, this is where he takes the Fall Guy car. Yes, it is. And um, so he drives a pickup and goes. And when the valet's taking the car, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, basically saying that he's the Fall Guy. So the right. the valet he's guy, like, like to show he's the guy that shows based off of yeah exactly right. <laughs> it's like so, so now that now he's got the valet working for him on the on the DL 
so he's like in his room, like watching out the window with binoculars and the valet guys keeping him up to date on like all the guests and like, you know, the particular players Rocky's looking for. Um, so he tells him, you know, Hey, the lawyer's in the jacuzzi right now. You should go down and, um, you know, talk to him or whatever. But there's like nine other people in the jacuzzi. So he wants to get him alone. So Rocky goes down and it's like a waiter dressed like a waiter and starts spraying like disinfectant around the pool. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, that guy that was Basically here before, trying to get rid of the other people. Yeah, yeah. The guy that was here before he had, he was a carrier. So we got to cleanse this. <laughs> so everybody... and like the, this is Bernie. The weekend at Bernie's guy is the lawyer that's in the, the um, hot tub or whatever. And <laughs> the thing is, is like, He's in there in the hot tub when they first get there, and he's spying on him. He's in the hot tub the whole episode. I don't think he ever left the hot tub. <laughs> no, right. It's like All weekend at Bernie's again. <laughs> where he's like, he's like, hey, I only bought a swimsuit for this shooting gig, so I'm in this thing the whole time. <laughs> uh, you're right, though. That was, I think, the only place we saw him. It was, yeah. He's like, and- I want to show off my chest and uh, yeah. I'm really not dog. fit from the waist down, so I, you know I got we got to stay in the water. But yeah, yeah, he, maybe he had a you know maybe he had a bad ankle. Who knows? He he like I ID'd Rocky. He's like, oh, you're Rocky Nelson, and uh, he's like, yeah. And they they talk, and again, nothing happens, right? He, the lawyer just basically says he's. I think he's going to try and sell the tape or something. I don't know. Yeah, he wants to sell it for like fifty thousand or something like that, right? Um, I, I, apparently I stopped taking notes at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just had it. I don't know. Uh, but I think there was a big party at, uh, Dean Martin's place. Right. Was that the next scene? No, that's no. So what it is. So he's been waiting for that Harrison guy to show up cause he thinks he's the ringleader and Annie shows up at the hotel saying, Hey, Harrison's here. He's like, he never checked in. He's like, that's because he has a house here. You would think they would have known that already, True. but they didn't. Right. So they go to the house and that's where they're at. They're at his house. Oh, okay. uh, I think, I think D-Mart might've had a party later. I don't know. But anyway, so they go to the house and somehow he finds this like area to go where he can like look in and listen into the whole thing that's going on. It's like, an, I don't know what it is, but they're all talking. Oh, that's and right. It, and it turns out like, that no, none of them knew the dude that killed him. You know what I mean? They're like, none of them have anything to do with it, at least. Except for maybe Harrison that's talking. I forget, you know, whatever. Yeah. It just seems, you know, they, they don't know what happened. They just know that she's dead. Um, that's right. And anyway, Arthur said, yeah. They said they they have to get the tape. What we'll we willing not to do business. Uh, we'll have to sell the tape. We'll find, I don't know what happens. I don't <laughs> even speed, know. Let's speed through <laughs> We have to be willing not to do business. Then he will try to sell to someone else and they figure out who that is or whatever. So they're basically going to tell the lawyer, no, we don't want it. They're going to find out who he's going to try to sell it to and then get it that way. Something weird like that. I don't know. Very convoluted. Um, so this is where the spray thing happens that you're talking about and whatever. And, and then, oh, and he says something about the lawyer like just give me the tape or whatever and he's like no he was like you must love to worship coffins from the inside (laughs) yeah i'm like what and then i don't know then we're back at dean martin's house yeah i don't remember the because the lawyer now is on tv 
and he sold the tape to some book publishers. Right. So he sold the and tape. And so then, yeah, so then Rocky goes to his office to talk to him, and the goons are coming out, just like walking out, and he chases them. Turns out they killed the lawyer. And he takes one down, and then, I don't know, they're chasing, whatever. And then some general gets out that's somehow involved oh, in yeah. this, too. So this is, there was way too much. So they didn't actually <laughs> kill him. They found him. The, the general's like, hey. Oh, that's right, yeah. He's like, hey, we'll wait here for the police or whatever, you know? like. Yeah, he's like, hey, I didn't want anyone to get hurt. Just call the police. I'll wait here. So they do that. For the life of me, I can't remember how, how they, they catch Harrison or what happens there. So so um, so now the police show up, and now Rocky. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's getting shit for breaking into some so, someone's house. Says it was a professional hitting the lawyer. He's getting shit from the uh, captain again, and um, and then Rocky shows up at uh, some big house and says he's from uh, Beverly Hills Patrol. And I think it's Arthur's house. And now he's pulling up. Who's Arthur? Oh, <laughs> Arthur was one of the. I don't know who Arthur is. He, he's no, the guy he goes, with the TVs. Yeah, I thought that was Harrison. He's the guy with the TVs. Uh, maybe it is Arthur Harrison. Maybe. I don't even I know. Don't know. Like you said, you can't find shit out on IMDb. So I don't know. Well, you're right. <laughs> so then he, he goes there and they talk about the tapes. Well, but first again, he tries to find the secret panel. He knows there's got to be right, one. Right, right. And he finds it, right? Yeah. But yeah, he yeah, because he finds a box with remotes in the video, so the guy just leaves the video. Yeah, in but there. the dude was like, they talk about it, but nothing happened. Again, it wasn't like there wasn't a fight. There wasn't nothing happened. He left, right? Um. So he uh yeah. So remember that. Yeah, because he says he wants to be. So he says he wants to know what it's like to be a voyeur. Says he's too weak to do anything. But can he hire someone? Rakita. I don't know. Yeah, nothing I don't happens. Know. I don't know what the hell happened there either. So anyway, Rocky gets oh. a call from his agent and asks who's who's directing. It turns out to be the dude from the party. Yes. And it's like a war movie. Now it's all right? coming back to me. Yeah. So now it's a war movie and we know like we hear something going on. Basically they're setting them up to get killed on set. Right. The police cap, the chief is there, you know, or captain or whatever, and I think he's like, "Hey, watch my back." Doc is there, you know. Doc he knows something's going to happen. Yeah, Doc's the director, so Rocky knows something bad's going to happen. He's like looking around. They're like, "All right, here we go. Here's some live mines. Don't step here." I'm like, I don't think that's what they have on set. <laughs> <laughs> See these X's? Don't step they, here. Yeah, they're going to go off, and you'll die if you're there. And he's like, then, you know, here's this tree branch. Make sure you duck so you don't get, you shot. know. I mean, they're squibs. They even say squibs, but the shot, but whatever. And then, um, so basically they go start the scene, and he gets knocked over immediately right on top of one of the axes. <laughs> right. But he, he he's able shot. to get off. Yeah, then, you know, then a tank is chasing him. And meanwhile, the police captain is just watching. Right. Um, and then I wrote, is this ever going to end? Right. <laughs> And I bet the TV show, not the movie, exactly. <laughs> acting it. Because mind you, this, you know, you hear us trying to talk through this, and we don't understand what's happening because it's so I don't know whatever. Because it's, it's um, yeah. So now they're driving home. Him and the he's with so the he captain survives in the right. Car. And the captain the captain gives yeah. him a ride home. 
Right. And Captain, he's riding with the captain and, you know, he's like, hey, when did you first meet Harrison? And then all of a sudden the captain kind of slowly pulls the gun out on his other side. And we're like, oh, oh, that's who's involved. Somehow we were supposed to know that's how he's involved. In right. Yeah. Um, and he, he's like, how did you put it all together? And um, and did, does, does he even tell him how he put it together? I don't know. And then they're, they're just kind of, they're almost like complimenting each other back and forth. <laughs> Like, you know, yeah, right. I got a little clip of them talking here. It's too bad, Claude. You were really a good cop. It could happen to anyone. No, it couldn't. You never liked me, did you? I used to a lot. What are you looking at? I'm looking at myself once. So he had, and so he had him pulled over <laughs> at the like at the edge of a cliff, right? So he's like, "Get out of the car here!" And like, I don't know if you expect him to jump. <laughs> that was the plan. Well, in the meantime, like his buddies are behind him, following him, and recording the conversation. Yeah. So they have it on tape. It's got a wire. The, tape. yeah, the chief knows he's, or the captain knows he's kind of stuck. So he, <laughs> he tells him to get out of the side, and then. He just guns it and drives off the cliff. And I, I wrote down, I'm like, this ending is almost like Police Squad, except it's not supposed to be funny. <laughs> police Squad. It's I, like something would happen. Like he just drives off and it just rolls over and it lands on the beach and then it just explodes. Yeah. Um, and it, I don't know. How did he put it together? Did he say how he put it together? I don't think so. He just, yeah. you know. I don't know how... I, I, no, I don't know. But yeah. I was pleased that it was over at this point. Uh, right. And, and then like, someone said something. He's like, yeah, something about him, the guy dying. He's like, well, this is just a funeral. He died a long time ago. Right. That was deep. Yeah. And then it ends with them being at Dean Martin's place, right? Yeah. And Larry he- Holmes shows up or whatever there. And... You hear him getting attacked by the dog. Right. right. <laughs> I'm screaming. I'm like, man, you're not helping the case of the pit bull. And I think at this point, uh, Joe Pesci sums it up best. I think I want my money back. <laughs> That's how I would. Yeah. So, like I said, you can see the beginnings of the Joe Pesci we all know and love in this. Like I said, this is pretty early in his career his acting career he right. did he wasn't you know he was it wasn't a few uh, things yep. a musician uh what's that he wasn't a few things yeah but he was also a musician he had like albums like i think his first one was from like the early 60s or something really like that. i'll have to check that yeah. out yeah yeah you know what i played some of it it was interesting um uh his first one little joe sure can sing that was that was the only one, and then there was Vince, <laughs> <laughs> then there was Vincent Laguardia Gambini sings just for you, and then one at twenty nineteen Pesci still singing. Wow, interesting. Um, 
check that. But yeah, so he did, you know, he wasn't an uncredited role in 1961, which, you know, he was probably, what, not even 20 at that point. Yeah. And then his first real, like, Death Collector at 76, Raging Bull. We talked about that. I'm dancing as fast as I can. It's wonderful. Eureka, Easy Money. Remember, he was in Easy Money with uh, Rodney Dangerfield. And then Once Upon a Time in America. And then this show. And it's it's hard to believe, like, this show. And then four years later, he was in Lethal Weapon 2. No. With that character, yeah. You're kidding. When was Goodfellas? Uh, ninety. Really? So five years later. So th- I mean, that's what I, this is what I remember. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? <laughs> tell me, tell me what's funny. That's like that's the classic Pesci. Right, and and like I said, you could see it trying to come out of it. Obviously, you could never do well. Obviously, the swearing, but what he did in movies and whatever in this TV show. But I, I just I I think a lot. Of, I don't know if it got better. In the other episode, I don't think so. Probably not, <laughs> but I think it was just you know he just wasn't given one of the material wasn't great. Right. I think it was just too much just thrown in there trying to do something. It just seemed like it was unfinished, but, like it yeah. wasn't. But I definitely you know. love I love the Joe Pesci character, even though it was like raw, wasn't as developed as he is today. It's still right. like you said, like you can see that in there, you know. Right. You could see it wants to come out. But he even looked, like I said, when in those voiceovers, he sounds bored. And even in some of these scenes, he just doesn't seem like he's into it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. just, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. But it, it, uh, I don't recommend it. By the way, you can find this online uh, on YouTube. That's where we watched it. So yeah. if you want to put yourself through that. Um, also... Um, Shout out to TV Obscurities. Uh, they uh, had a promo up. I posted it. I didn't even realize it was from them um, that they put it up online. And because someone said, "Oh, I can't believe you found this," and they're like, "Yeah, that's from us." I'm like, "Oh shoot, I didn't even realize that's right." <laughs> I would have tagged you. So anyway, um, they have a little blurb about the show. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. They talk about you know the um, what little information there really is to know about the show. <laughs> Really yeah, there a isn't lot. a lot online. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I did see somewhere, I think it was someone in the comment section on their website saying, Yeah, I've been looking for DVDs. I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I read somewhere, like someone um, said, Yeah, I like, can't find them on DVDs anywhere. Yeah. No, you might be able to find it on beta. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rocky <laughs> might have a copy. Damn. Yeah. So anyway. Um, no, not good. Uh, probably yeah. not going to do another one of these. No, yeah. it's not worth it. No. Yeah. I think we've said anyway. It so if anyone else has watched it, uh, let us know what you think and, uh, see if we were wrong. If we're looking at it too much through the filter of 2020, but I don't think we are. <laughs> so. right. Um, anyway, yeah, I, that's all I got to say. Just lock it up in a vault. All right. Anything else for you, Mike? Nope, all good here. Yeah, all right. So anyway, that's half Nelson. Half Nelson. <laughs> so for this episode, I used to watch this. I am Mike Frigetto. And I am Mike Sullivan. Talk Bye. to you later.
that's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedTheNumber2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.